Is the mic better now or worse? That's the question. Let me know. Is this mic better? This working? Can you hear that? Tap, tap, tap. Sound is fine. Julio says better. All right, so maybe this is the way to go. Lavalier mic. Let me just move this a little higher so y'all can hear me a little better. Excuse me, I don't want to expose all my body on the camera. First time on live. They got to pay me to do that. You know what I'm saying? They got to pay. All right, let's get into the pod. Thank you for your patience. Almost 12 minutes in. Let's talk a little bit about things. It's been a long time. And uh, I wanted to do something special and also try, uh, if we're being honest, I wanted to try out YouTube Live for some other podcasts as well. So I figured, why not try it right now? And so do this the same way we always do it. You feel what I'm saying? Another message. What we got? Don't know. Not important. All right. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about why I haven't done a pod in a long time. Well, I'm going to be honest. First, it's been nasty out here politically. The things that have been going on in the world are really, really nasty. It's been hard to come up here and report because most of the reporting has been Trump, Trump trials, shootings, Israel, and Palestine. And uh, I don't really want to come up here and talk about that. So that has made it challenging. Also, for those who don't know, I now do a podcast five nights a week. Shout out to Dash. She's here in the chat. And I do this thing five nights a week called weeknights. And when you do something five nights a week, it takes up a big chunk of your schedule. I still am a guy who got a quote unquote nine to five. And I still got to be able to go out in the world and do those things. So it's been a challenge. I had to take some time to really readjust my schedule, readjust my life and ask myself, what can I really do? How realistic is this for me? Is this something that I could really do on a regular basis? The five nights a week? the podcast by myself, along with all the other projects. Uh, but I think the answer is yes. Shout out to everyone who's still been asking me to come and do this pod, asking me when is the pod coming back. We're back. The aim is to still be a weekly podcast. Now I'm figuring out when it's going to release. It probably will not be on YouTube Live, but we'll see you. You never know, you know? Yeah, I know I like to use things once I learn them and learn about them. So who knows, maybe this would be the jam, maybe it'd be a YouTube live thing once a week. Uh, but it will be once a week. Uh, I would like to continue doing it. If it's YouTube live, maybe it'd be an evening thing. If not, then perhaps it will be something that I drop like I did before, where y'all wake up in the morning and it's already available on the streaming platforms and everywhere else. So we'll see, maybe that's what I do. Uh, that I have not fully decided yet. However, it is something I'm looking into. So that's the first thing I wanted to address. I know it's been months since I've done a podcast. I think my last episode was like pff, maybe early November or something like that. I don't even know. I mean, I, I could look it up, but it's only going to make matters worse. Make me look ugh, yucky, poo poo, nasty. So I wanted to come up here and try this platform out, see how YouTube live is. And also I wanted to make sure that I came up here and spoke about the real shit about me, about the guy who's doing all of the things, to speak a little bit about JD, about he who pods. Uh, because it's been a while, I didn't want to just come up here and act like, hey man, you know, I'm back, everything is swell. Everything was not swell. The news cycles have been nasty. 
It's been hard to come up here and figure out what am I going to talk about? Because honestly, I've already addressed addressed Israel and Palestine in the way that I would like to. Palestine and uh, Gaza, rather. You know, all of the things going on with that war. Um, and there's a lot of new things going on. Maybe we'll address some of them another day, but not today. But it's not something that I really wanted to come up here and talk about week in and week out. There were times when I said, man, I'm going to pod. I'm ready. And then I went and said, all right, let me, let me just see what's popping in the world. Let me just go see what's going on in the news cycle. And it's, it's been those same few things, you know, Trump, Trump trials, Trump re-election, uh, and then the war with Israel and, and, you know, all of that stuff that's been going on. And I don't, I don't have any interest in coming up here and speaking about those things on a regular basis. So, uh, I'm back. And we're going to get right to it. So I just wanted to get that off my chest and let y'all know a little bit of transparency about what's been going on. Uh, and I really enjoyed podcasting. I enjoy doing weeknights, five nights a week. I don't want y'all to think that that's something I have not enjoyed. I love it. It's great. It's fun. Uh, but it's time consuming. It's changed my schedule. And it's something that I kind of needed to get used to and figure out, okay, so where do I, where do I pivot? Where do I dip in? And how am I going to do this? It's a little different than anything I've done before as far as my schedule and the level of dedication it takes to do a show five nights a week. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that on weeknights at some point. I don't know. But let's start with a term of the week. Let's start there. All right. So y'all know if you've seen me do the sexual intellectual podcast before and not the live version, <laughs> you know that uh, we usually do a term of the week. So let's start with a term of the week. This term of the week, it's a word that a lot of people use. You know, I like to take the internet terms and discuss them. And for the last year or two, there's a word I've heard a lot. That word is pundit. Yes, pundit. Now that guy, he's just a pundit for the Republicans. Oh, this guy, he's just a pundit for the, for the Democrats. Ah, oh, this guy, he's just a political pundit. He doesn't know shit. I said, man, they love using that word. What the hell does that even mean? what I like to say a lot on term of the week. What does that even mean? So let's talk about it. Uh, it says here, let me do this so I don't got to look down. You have to see my face a little more. Uh, it says here, a pundit is an expert in a particular subject or field who is frequently called on to give opinions to the public. I said, man, that's it. That's all it is. And yes, that's what it is. Now, that's the regular definition. Let's go a little deeper. Let's go here to the Merriam-Webster's. For the old folks, yeah, I know that's our default. So, what's a pundit? A pundit, it says, is a learned per... Oh, look at this. We appreciate the return and shout out to weeknights. Yes, Dash, and shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. And so it says here, a pundit is a learned person or teacher. I thought that was interesting because I've never heard anyone use it in that way. And then it says, a person who gives opinions in an authoritative manner, usually in mass media. All right, now it makes sense because that's really what we see, right? We see people go on mass media, i.e. the news, i.e. their big YouTube channels, and give opinions and facts and all of these things. And I said, ah, so that's why they're saying it. Because I'm like, man, it's like everybody's a pundit. Every time I hear people referenced, it's like, oh, this guy, he's just a pundit. That guy's a pundit. She's a political pundit. He's a Republican pundit. He's the Democrat pundit. I can't even talk today. You see what live does? It makes me nervous. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so I thought that was, that was something that we should discuss. A pundit, 
Perhaps y'all would look at me as a pundit if I had a big enough channel. Who knows? You know, maybe one day I'll be a political pundit. I don't really do too many of the opinions. I try to more give the news uh, with my own twist than anything else. But that's a pundit. So there you go, folks. A pundit. That is our term of the week. Now, let's go to our next segment. Y'all know the next segment is one I'm a fan of. And that is the quickie segment. For those who don't know, a quickie segment is when I come and give you just a little something, a little quick line, maybe say something, and we move on to the next one. So let's run through these quickies quickly. So some of these are old, some of these are new, some of these y'all maybe know, maybe y'all don't, but I thought they're interesting nonetheless. I don't know how much y'all hear the engines and things going on. If they're too loud, let me know and I'll take a pause. Y'all could put it in the chat if it's too loud because I hear it. But I don't know if y'all hear it. So y'all can let me know in the chat if it's getting too loud. So this first one comes from AP News. I like to cite my sources because people say I be making shit up in the comments. I want to say to y'all, it's 20 minutes. I think I can get my first curse word off. Fuck y'all. I don't be making up anything. <laughs> and so I'm citing sources from now on. So this is from AP News. And the headline reads, Mexican president inaugurates centralized quote-unquote super pharmacy to supply medicine to all of Mexico. I think this is pretty cool. Just a quick thing I'm going to say. I think this is pretty cool, especially because currently in the United States, there's a lot of issues with pharmacies and supplies. So for them to create a centralized place for everything to be done in Mexico is really interesting. It makes me wonder, will we do the same? Will we not do the same? Probably not because we're so much about the dollar here. But another topic for another time. Let's move on to our next quickie article. No AP news. I don't want to sign up for your newsletter. Okay. Speaking of the dollar, something I speak about from time to time is BRICS. BRICS is a unit of nations who are working to create their own situation and move people away from the US dollar. And so back on January 1, there were some new additions to BRICS. I know this is old news today at the end of February on February 26, but we haven't spoke about it. So real quick, here it goes. The BRICS group is on track to double its membership as Saudi Arabia, Iran, the United Arab Emirates, Ethiopia, and Egypt joined the bloc on January 1, 2024, according to South Africa's envoy to the bloc. And so it says here, and I'll just reiterate, and then we can move on. The BRICS group originally comprised of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa extended invitations to six more nations. And so there's a lot of stuff going on there. And that is from Business Insider Africa. Ha, you probably didn't even know there was an Africa uh, uh, arm of Business Insider. Aha. All right, what else? Let's move on. Our next quickie. Oh, thought the mic fell, but it's still here. Our next quickie is New York City, and this is according to the New York Post. The headline reads, New York City may ban detergent packs, including Tide Pods, in largest quote-unquote green crackdown with fines of up to $1,200 for selling them. If you read a little further, the reason is they're speaking about microplastics seeping out of the pods and into the detergent into the wash which later means into our bodies and so this is one of the things that they are trying to work on uh 
for this. I think this is really interesting. Also, I'm gonna keep it real. I just bought a huge pack of Tide Pods. Oh my God, do y'all use Tide Pods? I really have a huge like 40 pack of Tide Pods that I just bought and saw this article a few days later. I said, oh man, so we are doomed. This is no bueno, all right? Tide Pods, that's, the, that's it. NYC looking to ban it. Now, jokes aside, because I'm being silly, I do think it's important for us to look at these type of things and ask ourselves, should we continue to use it? Uh, I'm going to continue looking into it, and I may not use it anymore after this. Not because I'm easily influenced by the New York Post, but because who really wants to continue to damage themselves and their families if we don't have to? There are other alternatives that we can use when it comes to these types of things. Now, let's keep it moving. Probably our last quickie segment, right? Yeah, last one. One last one. Uno mas. <sighs> this one is from ABC7 New York. If you're not from New York, sorry. It's kind of a New York pod today. Got to start with my roots a little bit. I mean, we talked about bricks, so I guess not. But anyway, the headline reads, NYPD security robot that patrolled Times Square subway station is no longer in use. I just want to clap it up. I hope that clap is not too loud. I just want to clap it up one time. Man, thanks for getting rid of that motherfucking robot. Robots just patrolling. Come on, man. What is this iRobot? Have y'all seen the robot? I don't know if y'all seen it, but man, that robot stuff got to go. And don't get me started on the robot dog they had in the projects. That shit was foul. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. I don't know if the chat is still working. Let me see. Live chat. Oh, it says it's still working. All right. Y'all just, just enjoying the show. Y'all ain't saying nothing. All right. It's cool. No beef. No beef. What else? Let me see. That's it for our quickie segment. Now, let's talk a little bit about good old Elon Musk. The Musker, Mr. Musket, he's got a lot going on. So, oh, there goes all the live chat. There are enough sources of microplastics that make Tide Pods very, my. oh no, it went away, come back. Oh no, I don't know how to do this. Oh man, Julio, your comment was too long. <laughs> I couldn't get it all fast enough. It disappeared from the screen. Ah oh, man, sorry, Julio, I apologize, but. Your comment was long, or at least it came up like a nice little paragraph, and I couldn't read it. As soon as I started, it disappeared. I got to figure out how to get this, get this to uh, stay up longer. Uh, but we'll work on that. Sorry about that. Maybe you'll throw it in the comments after. I appreciate you jumping in the chat, though. Shout out to you, Julio. So let's go over the routers. I like routers. You see, I try to bring things from different sources to y'all. Ooh, another comment. LOL, dryer lint has microplastics in it. Oh, polyester is a kind of plastic, so dryer lint has microplastics in it. Polyester is a type of plastic. All right. Talk to him, Julio. Julio ain't playing today. All up in the comments. Yeah, I, I feel you, player. And microplastics are all in the water bottles that we all drink all the time. The water... Over time, the plastic deteriorates and it seeps into the water and we just be chugging it back all the time, all of us, including me. So it's it's weird. Um, but I did think it was interesting. And I said, man, I, the fact that I had just bought all those Tide Pods, I was like, yo, this, this right here is crazy. 
what I'm supposed to do with all these Tide Pods now? You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool with getting the Dr. Bonners popping. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. But now nah, I got all these Tide Pods I got to use. So there it is. All right, let's move on. Thank you again, Julio. We appreciate you. Uh, so let's go to routers. Routers, <clears throat> this is about a month ago, actually. Uh, but Routers has an article here that says, exclusive Musk brain implant company violated U.S. hazardous material transport rules. And there's documents. And so basically it says here, and I'll read a little bit, why not? It says Elon Musk brain implant company Neuralink was fined for violating U.S. Department of Transportation rules regarding the movement of hazardous materials, according to records, from the federal agency reviewed by routers during inspection of the company's facilities in texas and california in february 2023 dot investigators found the company had failed to register itself as a transporter of hazardous material the agency's record shows so they got in trouble a while back but it's just coming out the dot fined the company a total of two thousand four hundred and eighty dollars an amount lower than what was initially assessed because the company agreed to fix the problems the record shows hey i like that they keep saying the record shows they letting y'all know we ain't just making stuff up this is legit stuff so yeah i thought it was really interesting because as you probably know by now uh it also came out recently that they have done the first implant so let's get into that and we go to the New York Post for this. Their headline reads, Elon Musk start up Neuralink implants chip into brain of first human test subject. Elon Musk announced that his human tech startup Neuralink has inserted a chip implant into the brain of its first human test subject. The billionaire said that the person had the chip surgically implanted into their brain. Uh-oh, the chat, drop a like, for my guy peeps hey hey shout out to white chris i appreciate you <laughs> white chris popped up and commented um where was i see this is interesting with the live the live action here i'm not used to this this is going to be interesting in editing anyway uh it says here elon must announce his human startup tech yeah human tech startup Neuralink has inserted a chip into the brain of his first human subject. The billionaire said the person had the chip surgically implanted into their brain on Sunday and is quote unquote recovering well. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection, Musk wrote on X, the social media site he owns. The US, the FDA, last year greenlit human trials. Okay, yeah, we know that, whatever. Where's the good shit? Hey, hey, hey. They got ads and shit. The last two years have been all about focus on building a human-ready product. Neuralink co-founder DJSO. The nigga's name is CEO, like S-E-O, just not capitalized. What a name. Yo, who is this person? I got to look up somebody. Somebody, we got to look this up. DJCO. Anyway, DJCO told bloomberg news in november quote it's time to help an actual human being i thought that was interesting that despite the fact that they got in trouble with the hazardous stuff they also were still able to get the human trials going i spoke a while a while ago about how people were waiting for uh 
I just wanted one more article to pull up I saw it today. Um, excuse me. I thought it was interesting that despite that, they were still able to go through with the human trials, especially because I spoke about a while ago here how there was something like 22,000 people lined up and on wait lists to go get this done. And I don't know if it's true. I got to come back on this one. But I heard that with the link, uh, with the Neuralink transplant, a person was able to control a mouse with their brain. Ooh! If you watch Star Trek, that means the Borg are coming, folks. Anyway, this article popped up for me earlier today, and this is the last thing I'll, I'll read about Elon Musk, and then I want to say something and move on. But experts, this is from Forbes.com, experts criticize Elon Musk's Neuralink over transparency after billionaire says first brain implant works. So this is quick. Y'all see things are happening kind of back to back. And I thought that was really interesting. So this says, uh, Elon Musk, you know, they spoke about this in a book. It's called the Bible. Oh, white Chris wild out. I'm scared of you right now, son. Scared of you. And for those who are watching this, I don't call him white Chris. That is his producer name. I'm not being racist. Just so we're clear. Because some people might be watching this not live later. I don't want any smoke. So it says <laughs> Elon Musk's lack of transparency in updates about his brain implant company Neuralink flouts scientific and ethical norms, raises questions about patient safety and risks setting back the entire field of neurotechnology experts told Forbes after the billionaire touted early success in the company's first human patient last week. Key facts. Bum, bum, bum. Quote, what truly puzzles me about this is not the technology itself, but the way of communicating scientific news, said Marcelo Ienka. Ooh, Ienka, that's an interesting name. Anyway, uh, Ienka, a professor of ethics of AI and neuroscience at Technical Universities of Munich. That was a lot right there. Anyway, who stressed information about Neuralink and its work is being disseminated, quote, through casual social media updates rather than traditional outlets for science like peer-reviewed publications, public repositories, or even simple preprints. It seems, back to the quote, seems to sidestep the established protocols that underpin scientific integrity. Ayanka said, preventing experts from evaluating or understanding, quote, the full scope and impact of any claimed advances. Yeah, okay, listen, this is where I want to stop. Um, he's right, you know, uh, and I guess I don't need specs for this, which means y'all don't need to see the ring light. But if you put some in the chat, I won't be able to read it because y'all going to turn me into Larry Squint. All right, so this is what I want to say. I think the Neuralink thing is really, really interesting. However, I also think they're right. Science has certain protocols in place. A while ago, Mexico presented, just, just give me a second. Let me, let me, let me get there. I know you're probably like, what does God do in Mexico and what I'm about to say? But a while ago, Mexico presented, Mexico Senate presented what they claimed were dead bodies of aliens that were dug up in Peru. I don't know what that got to do with them getting to Mexico, but that's what they did. It was public. And people have been asking Neil deGrasse Tyson about it. Neil deGrasse Tyson. They've asked Neil deGrasse Tyson about this multiple times, and his answer has kind of been the same. 
He said they had one scientist come through and claim it as fact. But that's not how science works. If it was real, they would open it up to the public and allow, not the public, but the scientific community and let other scientists come and dissect and analyze and create uh, peer-reviewed studies and things of that nature. And it's true, right? That's usually how certain things work in the scientific community. If, if you know any of this stuff, you do that. Even if you in college, I didn't graduate, but I did college for a little while. And in there, they even speak about peer review studies, how your work gets in a journal, etc. And so going on Twitter and saying, hey, we did it. We got one. Yeah, but even that is not good because one is cool, but that's only one. If there's 22,000 on the wait list and y'all supposed to be doing 22,000 for the first trial, that's not a good number. You shouldn't be announcing that just yet. And I understand why people are criticizing him because only one is not enough. And Elon Musk being a billionaire and the owner of Twitter, he has a lot of influence. So saying, yes, our first one was successful is cool. But then I think, this is where I'm going to inject my thought, you should probably let people know, if you're going to do that, then you got to come through and let us know every single time y'all do one. Did the next one fail? Did the person die? Did they get brain damage? All of these things we should know then because just to come up there and say, hey, we got one. Yeah, but then are you going to tell us the failures? Are you going to tell us the mishaps? And are you going to let these things be peer-reviewed? Because, you know, you could just be beginner's luck. Could just be that this one worked out well, but maybe the next one's going to be atrocious. Who knows? So I think this is really interesting, and I, I had an opinion on it. I said, all right, we're going to have to talk about this because this is something I've been kind of keeping up with and trying to keep y'all up to date with. Also because if it does work, this is a big thing for modern science. I don't know if I want to control the tablet with just my brain, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who do. And also, like I mentioned, the Borg, you know, that means we could have hive-minded societies very soon. You know, all the Republican pundits could be together on one chip. Just kidding. Uh, but think about it. It could change the demographics of communities. It could change how people communicate. You don't need the group chat no more. You know what I'm saying? You just got the brain chips. So it could be something very interesting Moving forward is something I've been keeping an eye on, but I think it's interesting that scientists are calling him out for the way he's moving with this situation. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them because this is kind of how it goes in the scientific community. And yeah, he's a billionaire. This is not necessarily his field, but you should learn the game and the rules before you decide to play. So I see what they're saying as well. And now for this last topic. Oh, we didn't do anything sexual or dating. Hold on. Wait a minute. 38 minutes. All right. Next pod. I'll make sure we got sex and dating topics included as well. You know, I try not to make these pods too long. So I'll hit this last topic and then we'll get up out of here. I would like to talk about Mayor Eric Adams. We already spoke on weeknights about his latest move. His latest move is that he and New York City are suing social media. Social media across the board. They're suing Meta. 
They're suing, which is the parent owner of Facebook and Instagram as of about a year or two ago. Elon, uh, Elon Musk, excuse me, Zuckerberg, Zuck, Zuck created uh, another company to own, you know, to turn this into subsidiaries. Um, so Facebook is owned by Instagram and Facebook are owned by Meta. Um, he's suing TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, and he's saying that they are harming children's mental health and costing New York City hundreds of millions of dollars. The quote was at least $100 million in the services that the city is having to provide to help with the damage of the children um, due to social media. So we spoke about that on weeknights. We had an interesting chat on Friday. Um, if you didn't see that, you might want to check it out. But it just seems, and Julio, if you're still watching, shout out to you because me and you spoke about this uh, privately. Um, but I think you hit it on the head. It seems like Eric Adams and his administration want to do everything but what we, we put them in there for or what they were voted in for. I didn't, I didn't vote, so I can't say what we put them in there for. That would be untrue and unfair. But it's like, yo, fam, you want to be mayor and do shit for New York? Or you just want to do like random stuff. I don't understand. Like, it's so weird to me. And clearly this is an opinion piece. I'm not reading an article for this one. So just to be clear, this is my personal opinion on Eric Adams and his administration. I don't understand. Like, you're the mayor of New York City. First you with the cops, then you against the cops. First you with the... It's like... All this flip-floppy, weird stuff that truly don't have shit to do with New York. And then, like, you got these weird agendas. I just want to know, Eric Adams, what is it you really trying to do? Because even if we go back to, like, mask mandates and trying to put back mask mandates, it's like this dude just be doing the weirdest stuff that don't really have shit to do with the problems in New York. There's mad problems in New York. There were problems on the trains, people dying on the trains, and the nigga told the cops, hey, too bad. Not helping y'all out with the train situation. If you're on the train, you got to be on the train. Then he checked them. Yo, if I see you on your phone, please, uh, please, you, you, oh, no, no, not if I see you. He told the heads of all the police departments and the commissioner, if you see them on their phones, write them up, send them home, etc. So there's problems. Oh, you're going to make me squint. This is kind of how I felt about politics since the day I was born. All right, White Chris, I feel you, player. But, and and that's a larger conversation, perhaps to have another time. I don't blame you. But my point is, this dude be doing the most random crazy shit. There are some politicians who, when they come in, they present an agenda. Sure, they do lots of other things. For example, Obama said he was his aim was to take out lobbyists and improve the healthcare situation in America. At least we could say we saw him making moves for healthcare. Was it good? Was it bad? Different topic. I'm just saying part of his agenda, we could see clearly when he came in, he said, I'm going to work on X, Y, Z. And we could see, hey, he was at least working on X and Y, Z. We don't know what happened. Lobbying is worse than it was before. But at least you could say, I see what he's trying to do and I see where he's trying to go, right? Um, sometimes we see that and to me, that's kind of the whole thing, right? 
when you come into office, again, this is my personal opinion. When you come into office, you have your agenda, you have the things you're trying to do. A lot of presidents say, I'm trying to make my first hundred days count. I'm going to do big things in the first hundred days. It's a tradition kind of at this point, et cetera. During that time, we're watching them. Okay, what you're going to do about this? What you're going to do about that? During the pandemic, we saw that probably more uh, uh, more highlighted and spotlighted than ever before in our time. I mean, I'm 37, so I haven't been here forever, but I've been here a little while. And that was probably the most highlighted, spotlighted that people were looking at politicians on a daily to speak. What you going to do about this? What you going to do about people dying? What about the mask? What about supplies? What about prices? What about this? And people were looking to them to fix things and do specific things. And they had to come onto the mic every day or every week and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is the body count. This is what we're trying to do. Here's the meth- Here's the things we're taking, the steps we're taking to fix these things. I don't see that all the time. And it seems to me, specifically with Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, like he just, he just wake up on some like, hey, you know what I think I'm going to do today? I think today I'm going to sue social media. Yup. I think that's what I'm going to do today. It has no rhyme or reason half the time. It's like, why do you want to send cops home when they're in the train station where there's a huge problem that you have said yourself is a huge problem? It's a huge problem means we need bodies there. Yeah, people going to be on their phones. Unfortunately, that's life. Every job, you, you're going to be on your phone at some point. You're going to send them home so we have less bodies to fix the problem that you acknowledge. It makes sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. It's weird. And it's like, yo, fam, why don't you do something that would actually benefit the place that you are the mayor of? Come on. I wish Ed Lover was here to say, come on, son. Like, come on, what are we doing? And then what you going to do when it's time for re-election? You think they're going to re-elect the guy who did lots of nothing? who we saw more partying and bullshitting than making actual moves in New York? Probably not. Probably not. So I'm criticizing him because I don't understand the point of half of this shit. And it seems like that has continued. If you look back on this pod, probably a year ago, I started calling out the things he was doing. Maybe longer than that. I'll have to go back and look, but it's just like he's constantly doing things and saying things in press conferences that it's like, Yo, fam, there's no rhyme or reason behind this. What's What are we doing? What are you doing? So I just came up here to air out Eric Adams and to highlight some of the weirdness that he's done because to me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't understand the purpose. That's it. So thank you, those of you who came to this live podcast. Let me know if y'all like the live podcast, if you want more of the live podcast. Uh, at some point, I will edit this and put it on YouTube and all the Spotify's and uh, podcasting platforms for you to consume whenever you want. And uh, thank you for being here still, because I know it's been months since I put out a pod. Thank you for those of you who joined live. I appreciate you coming here for this special test run. And I will see y'all next week. <laughs>